Hello and welcome to the Hootsie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And today we're in LA. Uh, no, 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 we're not. We're not. Oh, Sorry. No, yeah, no, we're not, are we? Someone had a strange decision on what their priorities in life were, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in case anybody didn't realise, yes, we're back. We've been away for a couple of weeks. We're back. We, um, we, we did plan on recording in LA, didn't we? We were, yes. we were going to go to Galley, which is happening right now as we recalled. Yes, yes, we had the rooms booked and everything. Yeah, we had our tickets and everything. Um, but then I decided to become a dad instead. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that's why we've been away for the last couple of weeks. Um, I became a dad right at the, at the end of January, 28th of January, my twins were born. So, um, yes, so that's, what, that's why we've been away. We've had a little bit of a break. Um, I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things again. And, uh, yeah, so we thought we'd, we'd strike while the arm was hot. Well, everyone's enjoying yeah. themselves at Gallifrey. Um, in LA, and uh, we just thought, well, let's give everyone a bit of a diversion, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's put something out that's not from there. Yeah, not from not from there. That's not, not all galley galley centric. So yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so um, what are we talking about today then? Uh, we're talking about the Big Finish Audio Go story, The Shadow of Death. Yes, the uh, second in the Destiny of the Doctor series. So yeah. that's uh, yes. So well. Um, We'll come on to that a little bit later. Uh, but first, we've got quite a bit of news to get through, haven't we? Yes. Right, now, um, let, should we kick off with the, with the big news that was announced today? Yes, Saturday. Saturday, yes. Um, yes, it was announced today that the missing episode, episode four of The Tenth Planet, is going to get the animated treatment for a upcoming DVD release at the, towards the tail end of this year. Yeah, which we all sort of expected would happen and made sense to happen. It does, um, it makes a hell of a lot more sense than Reign of Terror. Yeah, and I, I, I was I've been sort of tweeting back and forth to various people. I think people have been trying to come up with some sort of sense why Reign of Terror, and uh, not you know not something like the Tenth Planet, but now obviously it has been announced. Um, and I sort of thought, well, maybe it's uh, a chronological thing. Maybe they're doing it in order of transmission. But I thought, well, no, the invasion blows that theory out of the water. Although to a certain extent, that was probably just. I think they just someone came. They came up with the idea. They look quite like the, the the iconic stuff for the Cybermen, didn't they? For that, I think. Yeah, I think so. And that was just done. I mean, that was done in a different way to what the animation is being done now, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is indeed. So, um, but that, it's exciting news. I mean, I just I just hope they do some of the other missing stories as well. Yeah, I mean, there's been some uh, questions going on, isn't there, about the fact that they've announced the DVD release of the Ice Warriors. Yes. But have not announced anything to do with animation for that. Well, it appears they've been saying a lot of this big news, because I think a lot of people are in LA at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I know Dan Hall's there. Um, So I think they're saying all these big announcements, for which is basically it's the biggest Doctor Who convention there is. Yeah. Um, So obviously they're saving up all those those kind of uh, news bits, uh, or big announcements really for, for that kind of convention. Um, yeah, but, the but DVD... they announced they announced when the they've announced when the DVD for the Ice Warriors is going to be out. So you'd yeah. thought they'd have had to they'd have, if there's going to be well, animation on that, they'd have announced that at the same time as exactly. the Tenth Planet now, but which they haven't got a release date for yet. No, very very conspicuous by its absence. The Ice War, excuse me, the Ice Warriors uh, DVD. Yeah. Basically, it's released on Monday the twenty sixth of August. Uh, but nothing is said about whether they're going, uh, they are going to animate. The missing episodes, which was I think it's two and three, isn't it? Yeah, out of that story. 
but I mean, they, 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 there has been talk that they're going to there's going to be the reconstructions that was done for the, oh, um, the VHS release. Yeah, yeah. But they're also saying they're going to put what was done for that for the tenth planet on the DVD of the tenth planet, even though they're animating it. Mm. So the fact that they're going to be on the DVD doesn't for the Ice Warriors doesn't actually preclude the fact that there could be animation as well. No, that's right. That's right. I mean, that, that's just, um, that that version, that condensed version, or I say it's not condensed, but the the one the one they built out of the, out of the surviving footage and telecards for the tenth that last episode of the tenth planet is readily readily available on YouTube. Yeah. Um, or what was the other? There's another streaming cycle I know of it at the moment, but yeah, so it, well, yeah, what it is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's there to see. It's it it's watchable. Yeah, you know, it's watchable. Um, but it'd just be great to see the whole thing animated. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing they've got with that, of course, is the 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 most probably the most crucial bit of that is the regeneration scene. Yeah, on the tenth planet, and that is actually they have got. So I don't know whether. Are they going to actually sort of almost ditch the actual bit they've got that's screening of the actual live action to do a full animated thing? So I can't see how you could just link the two in together. No, I think it's going to be fully animated, and, and those surviving bits are going to be so just going extras. to be extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would um, I wonder if, I wonder if they're going to follow the uh, the book version of how the Doctor regenerated in, in his iron casket? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. Right, okay, well, um, some other um, bits of news that come out. Well, obviously, as we're reviewing Shadow of Death uh, today, the next one uh, for the third Doctor has been announced. Uh, it's called Vengeance of the Stones, um, which is starring Richard Franklin with uh, tre- someone called Trevor Littledale. I don't know who that is. Um, and that's released on the 7th of March. Yes. Yeah, so um, no, uh, that's... Um, that's good. So obviously we'll we'll be reviewing that as it um, as it comes round. Um, apparently it's available for for pre order right now. Yes. So um, yeah. So uh, this one appears to be surrounding how Mike Yates first met the Doctor and the Brigadier. And obviously some other things that are uh, happening. Obviously there's been some uh, BBC books have announced their new releases for April. Uh, you've got one called The Dalek G- uh, Generation, Plague of the Cybermen. And Shroud of Sorrow, uh, and they are all Eleventh Doctor stories. I don't know if they're sort of aimed at sort of a younger audience or not. I haven't actually bought any of these series. No, not provide at all. Um, I suppose they're aimed at kids. You can't go wrong with Daleks and Cybermen, really, can you? No, you really can't. Now, some other things. Um, if we just go on to the BFI screenings that they've been running since uh, January. Obviously, the the, the next one. Uh, have they had the one for Troughton yet? Has that been and gone? Uh, or was that's it was yeah it was last weekend it was last weekend last weekend yeah um well the next one obviously is going to be mind of evil which we've spoken about um here before uh that's going to be at sunday the 10th of march at 2 p.m it's completely sold out don't even think yeah. you can get any tickets um yeah. it's sold the tickets sold out within paul because you tried to get tickets for us yeah it was in five minutes yeah sold out within five minutes unbelievable and it's um, an odd time as well 11 30 on a tuesday is just yeah, bizarre. I couldn't exactly sit by my computer at work and just wait for them to go on sale. No, that's right. <laughs> well, sorry, oh, sorry. Can we wrap this meeting up? I've just got to go and buy some tickets. <laughs> well, the um, the guests have been, have been announced now. Um, so we have Katie Manning, Richard Franklin, John Levine, Tim Coombe, who was the director, 
uh, Terence Dix, a script editor, and you've got members of the restoration team who are going to be there as well. Basically, they've got all the surviving cast members. Yeah. Really, haven't they? All the, the main cast members. Sounds good. It does sound good. Just unfortunate we we won't be there. So <laughs> never mind, never mind. Now the um, the next one um, in this uh, series at the BFI uh, for April, which is obviously going to be a fourth Doctor story. They're going to screen the Robots of Death. Yes, which I have to say is a, sounds a good choice to me. It does. It does indeed. Now um, this will be shown on Saturday the twentieth of April at two p.m. Uh, the guests haven't been announced yet, so they tend to do that rather closer to the time, don't they? Wait until hey. they've got everyone to actually confirm. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, the tickets go on sale to the general public on Tuesday the 12th of March uh, for this one, but for anyone who's uh, got the standard BFI membership, they go on sale on Tuesday the 5th of March, and if you've got the champion membership, they'll go on sale to you on Monday the 4th of March. Yes. Hmm. Now, I didn't know what the champion membership was. So you told me, Paul. It's about 255 quid. <laughs> so if you're really desperate to go and see Doctor Who at the BFI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm expecting this to sell out within the same amount of time as well. Yes. I don't think there's any question. As any to... question at all is there. Absolutely no question. Now, um, some other things that this one isn't at the BFI. Uh, it's another sort of celebration of 50 years of Doctor Who. Doctor Who at the movies. Uh, this is going to be at the Riverside Studios in Hammersmith on Sunday the 26th of May. They are showing in um, brand new high definition versions of Doctor Who and the Daleks and Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD, the, which are basically the Peter Cushing films. Yes. Uh, which I must admit, I, I, mean, I would like to go and see that because I, like, I do like those films. They are bright and colourful. I reckon they will look fantastic in high, in high def. But I hate going to Hammersmith. <laughs> I think it's a pain in the neck to, for me to. Or I, I think it's a pain in the neck for you living south of the river. It is a pain in the neck to get to. You don't want to go north of the river, do you? No, I don't. So <laughs> I feel safe over here. That's <laughs> the only person I. <laughs> yeah, says I. Oh, place our bloody living. And I said I feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I must be mad. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I've, I've no idea if this is sold out or anything yet, but um, tickets are on sale for adults. It's a double bill. Now, yeah, I think it's basically it, their website. The, the um, it looks a bit weird the way they've sort of priced these tickets or put the, the the text in. It looks like the tickets range between ten and fifty pounds. Right, but it's not. It's actually because they've gone ten dash fifty. It should be ten dot fifty. It's ten pound fifty. And concessions right. eight pound fifty. So that's a little bit. I just read that on the screen. I thought, I was say, ten to fifty. Say, ten, between gonna, ten and fifty pounds. Is, is the fifty pound if you're a champion member? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it actually starts at two pm and finishes at six thirty pm. As you as you would imagine. Um, I don't know if there's any um, Q and A panels or anything like that. There's nothing on the website that. That says that it just says, join us at the Riverside Studios for a fun packed Dalek themed afternoon movies, merchandise, and more. Hmm. So, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Now, um, before we move on to the next bit, I just wanted to, a little something I just sort of, um, I sort of came across. Radio 
I think it was the Radio Times actually. Yes, it was the Radio Times poll. They asked their readers what were the what is BBC Three's most popular show, and do you know what it was or what it is? Was it still going to be confidential? You got it in one, sir. They everyone says it. it, it um, okay, number one, it won twenty three percent of the vote. Yeah. So um, with something called Pram Face coming at number two, eleven point four percent. And being human, coming in a, in a very, very close third place, eleven point two percent. So there you go. People still want Doctor Who Confidential, even though I think it has been probably sort of widely agreed now that it, it had run its course. Come the end, didn't it? To a certain extent, I think yeah. they just went. The, the longer format didn't help them. I don't think it didn't, did it? It really didn't. So there we go. There's just a little funny little thing I I, I found. Right, and in um. News about the new series, uh, rather the 50th anniversary. Uh, while we've been away, it was announced that um, Doctor Who special for the 50th is going to air in 3D. Yeah. That's an interesting mm. decision. Now, it's, it said they're going um, to broadcast it in 3D using some of the BBC's high-definition capacity. Yeah. I mean, I know they've done that. Um, with the tennis, when they've had the tennis, they've used the BBC HD channel. Mm. Not the BBC One HD, but they've got a BBC HD channel. That's right. And they've shown the... They've used that to broadcast 3D on. Yeah. Um, Um, I haven't got a 3D telly at the moment. Neither have I. It doesn't mean that much to me, but I've got got a 3D video. The DVD. Yeah, I've got a 3D Blu-ray player. Blu-ray? What's a Blu-ray player? (laughs) Blu-ray player. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Um, perhaps I will get round to getting a 3D telly before... If my telly blows up between now and November, <laughs> I may have a 3D telly by the time it's aired. Do, do you mean if it blows up or your telly might meet with a mysterious it's accident? accident. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if it, not, not if the insurance people are listening, it hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just place this t- t- my, my current telly precariously on the edge of the table. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I always watch it while it's dangling from the ceiling. Like <laughs> it, it helps me not get a crick in my neck. Well, I also like to dangle mine from the ceiling, but um, and the telly, and also uh, attach one of those. Is it in three D? It's in three D, and um, but I also like to attach one of those ceiling fans as well. <laughs> yes, perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure actually about this whole 3D thing. I'm not sold on 3D full stop. I think it's, I just think it's a gimmick. Um, but everyone seems to be... They've invested so much money in the technology now, I think they're just hell-bent on making sure that people will have to buy 3D. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to become convinced. standard in tellies, isn't it? Yeah, so. that's it. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Um, but the, the other little bit of um, news that came up while we were away... As the Ice Warriors are coming back, aren't they? Yes, it's going to be the uh, Gatus. Yes, the Mark Gatus uh, story. One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he's done two, isn't he? So it's, this is the first, the first one of the next. Well, it's the third episode, but it's his first one, isn't it? Of mm, the next yeah. block. Yeah, because his other one is the Diana Rig one, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, which um, well, Mark Gatus writing for Victorian England as well. That sort of it's hand in goes hand in glove, really. Yeah. So that's his uh, that's his niche. Um, yeah, let's see what let's see what they can do with them. Well, let's hope he does better than he did with the, the Daleks. Yeah, well, he had nothing. Well, to I'm do... not sure how much that was. Yeah, he's no, he had nothing to do with the redesign is... of the Daleks, did he? No, I, mean, I know he wasn't that keen on them either. 
no. if you listen to the uh, the audio commentary for that particular episode. But uh, yeah, apparently they're being, I don't know, slightly updated. Let's hope not too much, because they're fairly iconic. Yeah. They could be multicoloured with them. <laughs> they could be. They could be. Oh, God, no. There's a strange hump on their back. Ah, sort of. <laughs> Which will never be explained. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that, that, there's, there's probably other bits of news as well. Um, but uh, So we've been away for a long time, and you've probably already heard it anyway. Um, but anyway, before we disappear, it's... it's just about enough time to have a, a very, very... Um, what do you mean, disappear? I was going to say, we're gonna, yeah, we're not going to bother with the review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to bugger off now. Um, yeah, before we move on to our review of Shadow of Death, there's, a, there's just time to have a very, very quick trip to Omega's Tack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! And in the Tack Corner this week, just got a couple of little items for you. Um, first up, it's been announced there's a Doctor Who figurine collection that you can all part with your hard-earned cash for. Um, it's another one of those magazines you buy weekly or monthly, what the hell it is, and uh, it comes with a little, little figurine of uh, something from Doctor Who, basically. So it says, every Doctor, Daleks, Sovmen, Weeping Angels, Sontarans, Ice Warriors, Zygons, The Silence, and much more. Yeah, I bet there's much more as well. I mean, I don't know if they said how many, how many editions there's going to be. I haven't looked that closely, but I, I've been caught out with this before, because when... Um, they, when the Lord of the Rings was quite um, big, when all the movies were out, they did the same thing. I collect, I started collecting all the the, the, the figurines, um, and I seem to read somewhere there was about fifty to collect. And then it, then it's sort of no, there's ninety seven to collect. So they just keep adding to them. Yeah. But then it become really, really pointless because you have a, like, um, and I can, I hope they don't do this with with this particular collection as well. But you had like an orc, and it'd be an orc at. Um, Kaz of Doom, they have an orc at the Battle of Helm's Deep. And you thought, well, hang on, an orc's an orc. Yeah, we're going to have ood at Sons. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what, what are we going to have now? Sort of like, you know, this, you're going to have like a bronze Dalek. Yeah, this one was in um, Part of the Ways. Uh, bronze Dalek, this one was in Doomsday. And on and on it goes. Yeah. You know, you just, they just sort of vary the pose slightly. Um yeah, so it can sort of become. A, I always find these things become a bit of a rip off. Three years later, you're still still collecting. collecting. Um, now, I must admit, the ones they've got on the on the website, which is dw-figurines.com, uh, they don't look too bad. They, they, I mean, apart from the one of Matt Smith, which looks peculiarly like Jeffrey Bowden with with brown hair, <laughs> it looks nothing like Matt Smith at all. Um, the, the one, the, I mean. The, <laughs> That was from their failed cat wings. And I think it was. Now, the, the, the Cyberman one looks good, the Silurian one looks good, and the Weeping Angel one looks good. Matsuf one looks bloody awful. Um, the Davros one, they've gone for the Julian Bleach Davros here. Now, whether they're going to have different versions of Davros as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, it looks like they've put a set of dentures in him. <laughs> Oversized dentures in his gob. He's, he's got his great big grin on his face. It's peculiar. It really is peculiar. Um, but yeah, but I think the first one um, goes. You can buy the first um, magazine for two pound ninety nine, and I think thereafter it's six pounds ninety nine. Yeah, for each one into so, eternity. Yes, <laughs> which these things often do. Um, so there you go. Now um, the other thing we found, um, which you could buy from, from Forbidden Planet, obviously. There's a Doctor Who DVD board game. 
uh, due for release. Uh, not until the 30th of July, though. It seems a bit of an early announcement for it. Um, but basically, yeah, it's just a DVD ball game. And as it says on the um, on the Forbidden Planet website, it says, Experience all the action with clips from the epic Doctor Who TV series. Journey through space and time with all 11 Doctors and companions and confront the most fearsome of monsters. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, there you go. And a little bit more there. And it says it comes with one DVD... One Doctor Who game boards, four TARDIS playing pieces, one numbered die, one challenge die, 88 question cards, 12 time travel cards, and game rules. It's it's handy it's got the game rules. That's good, that, isn't it? I'm glad it's got that. (laughs) Unlike that game we ended up playing around yours one Christmas, we didn't know the rules, so we just started making up our own. There was no rules with it. I can't remember what game that even was. It was some board, wasn't it? And we had the dice. That's right. That was was a TV-related and film related thing wasn't it I think so I remember I, I remember it was you and it was you and um, my wife paired up to to take me on in the, in, yeah. the, in the TV and entertainment trivia yeah, and we had no idea what we was doing no we game. didn't we had absolutely no clue so just made <laughs> up just just like shall we ask you one of these questions <laughs> <laughs> I think it just got you two got so desperate and you just put any question you could this will get him <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> a mine of useless information is what I am. Um, now this could this game, um, it, which it sound we were trying to think what the, what this. Um, there's another game, a DVD. What was it called? Well, you think it was called Seen It or something? Didn't you? Uh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, something called that. Um, well, it sounds like a, a Doctor Who version of that. Uh, but you can pre-order this game um, from ForbiddenPlanet.com for twenty four pounds ninety nine pence. Right. There you are, sir. That's it for the news this week. There was quite a bit to get through there. So, um, coming up very, very shortly then, is our review of Shadow of Death, the second in the Destiny of the Doctor stories. So, for another week then, that was the news. Right, everyone, it's time to do our review of the next in the Destiny of the Doctor Big Finish Audio Go stories for the 50th anniversary. And this one, it's the second Doctor story called Shadow of Death. The Doctor emerged from the TARDIS, looking nervously around to see where they had landed. Then he smiled. There we are. I told you, didn't I? We're perfectly safe. Jamie and Zoe followed him out. The TARDIS stood blocking one end of a short passageway. At the other end of the passage was a sturdy metal door. There were no windows, and the only light came from thin strips in the walls. Go on, then. Where are we? I, I told you, Jamie. Safe. Huh, no thanks to you. Why can't you leave the TARDIS alone? What? That, that, that wasn't me. Something smashed into the TARDIS. Something with incredible force. Uh, and then it, it did it again. If it wasn't for me, who, who knows what might have happened. I found somewhere near to put us down. Zoe looked concerned. But Doctor, she said, what would have the power to knock the TARDIS off course? I, I don't know, Zoe. Uh, something big and apparently not so friendly. Okay, mate. Um, what did you think? Uh, I like this a lot more than I liked the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say, yeah. Um, I'm not sure whether it was the the story or just because Fraser Hines was actually a lot better as the narrator mm-hmm. of this. I think, not wanting to say anything about Caroline Ford, but I think he really did get the atmosphere going in this. Oh yeah, and it needed yeah, that because it was such a the 
obviously the under siege sort of thing. It needed that to get that was that was what the story was, wasn't it? It was all about the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm with you on this one. I, I I mean, I actually really really did enjoy this. Yeah. Um, it it really was uh, it was a set a, a proper second Doctor story. Yeah. Um, it was your typical second Doctor base under siege uh, story. He sort of stumbles in on, on in the middle of something with um, Jamie and Zoe. They get mistaken for you know causing what what's happening on this. Um, on this planet, and um, and off they go and save the day, you know. So it's it's a typical Patrick Troughton story, and I think it's all the better for it. Yeah, and was written. I mean, how much how much of the the the, the writing captured the second Doctor, and how much Fraser Hines' impression and timing of the of saying it captured it? I don't know, but certainly you did get a very good feeling for it. Oh god! I mean, I mean actually, I, I was—I mean, while we're talking about Fraser Hines, um, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And uh, he, his impression of Patrick Troughton was spot on. Yeah, after a while, you just actually forgot that it was him. You did, didn't you? You really did forget it was him. Um, I, I just—I was able then to immerse it. Didn't it? Well, it certainly didn't jog you out of the story. No, him doing it. No, I—I I honestly thought it was going to be more. Centered around Jamie, yeah. To begin with, uh, but then as it went on, there was more and more of the Doctor. In fact, certainly a lot more than there was in in Hunters of Earth, the yes. first Doctor story, um, which I, I mean, I did find really. Uh, so it was okay. It was, it was a bit disappointing to kick the series off, but th- this was this was more like it. As far it as I was it just had the first one, as we said, had holes in it and bits yeah. that didn't quite make sense. Yeah, as well as uh, whether. Actually, Caroline Ford's narration was as good. When you actually hear it done really well like this, then yeah. it actually almost highlights what was wrong with the first one, doesn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, as you said, we we don't want to sort of you know knock what Caroline, uh, Caroline, Caroline Ford, yeah, um, you know, has, has brought to it, but she's not in Fraser Hines' class, I'm afraid. No. She really isn't. Um, but again, there's this other strange thing of having another actor or actress play a part and not doing the other voices. So you had Fraser Hines reading as the Doctor, Jamie and Zoe. Yeah. Then you had Evie, Evie Dornay as Sophie. And that's all she did. Yeah. And I, and I just find that peculiar. Whether they just feel it would be too confusing as to... I mean, because to be honest, the one thing, the other good thing this one probably did was the fact that you really only had four characters that spoke. Yeah. Although you had the other characters involved, they was reasonably mute, weren't they, through it? Yeah. I well, both the. That, that actually, that's one thing that sort of um, made me think. Yeah, this this is a, a second Doctor story. It's almost if it was written for. Uh, can, it's difficult to explain. Written for its time. As, yeah. well, as if it was written in the sixties, yeah. Because you've got <laughs> you've got another black character who says nothing. Yeah. So it's almost like like Toberman's been reborn. <laughs> it, it, I, thought, I thought that was a little bit peculiar. But unless it, I mean Simon Guerra had written it as if it was it had been written in the sixties. And to be honest, the least people that speak, the better, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, you are trying to do. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's. Your... 
you are you either gets confusing or you've, you're asking for lots of different uh, impressions to be done and or different voices to be done, which then can drag you out of the yeah the story. Yeah, it. Yeah, I just found it a little bit sort of like okay, it's another character who doesn't say anything, and they actually said yeah he was. They actually mentioned the fact that he's black as well. Yeah, and then he doesn't say anything. He gets killed off very quickly. Um, so. Yeah, I thought okay, I thought maybe the sort of doctor had moved on, but then, but then it sort of got to thinking maybe the sort of this was written as it might have been written in the sixties. He's tried to write a a I, script for yeah for for Patrick Troughton. Yeah, yeah, to have fitted into that era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, it's, I don't want to read too much into this. As as you said, there's if they want one actor to do all the voices, that it's a lot of voices to do, isn't it? So, yeah. And it's only an hour as well, so the less there is to pack into it, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So, but it is a, a fairly straightforward story, really, isn't it? It is. I mean, in terms of, and it, it just really works on whether it can build an atmosphere. Yeah. As such, isn't it? Uh, do you get the, the feeling of the the te- can they produce the tension through it, and I think they did, which made it work. Had they not done, then it would have been quite a, a boring story. Yeah, but, and you got this. I mean, basically, the whole um, story is they, they they stumble across a group of scientists in this old ancient city on this uh, plant, which is sort of circling a, a, a pulsar, and basically they, they they're sort of trying to figure. Out, there's this shadow creeping round um, this city, basically killing off. The scientists sort of not one by one sort of thing, but everyone who comes into contact with it meets uh, meets their doom. Yes, and um, they begin to think it's, it's the Doctor Jamie and Zoe who are responsible for it. But they come. It's obviously increasingly apparent that uh, it's nothing to do with them, and that they're actually as much under threat as the as the scientists are. Yes. So um, now, I, I did like some of the things in this, um, like the fact that anyone outside. Outside the, the city, dam on the, on the surface, they're in like a different. This whole thing in different time zones. They manipulated time, didn't they? Yeah, it was rather clever in that the fact that that was the what the pressure was between the um, base and the outside. Yeah, it wasn't water or 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 lack of air or anything. It literally was the the difference in time zones. Yeah, because it's something. So anyone who'd been out. On the planet's surface, for like a couple of days, it was like eighteen years for someone who was inside the base. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was quite an interesting, an interesting concept, and probably not used that often when it comes to time travel. No, and it's something that Jamie brings up himself. So, what happens to the people left left behind? Because it's two days for you, but eighteen years for someone else. Yeah, oh, yeah. All, all the people that went on this volunteered to go or chose to go on this mission. Yeah. Basically said goodbye to everybody they knew because they even if they came back they weren't the people they'd left behind weren't going to be alive. Yeah, that's it. Um, now this is where we sort of come into a little bit of spoiler territory. Now, so if you don't want to listen to this, but just skip forward, and we'll um, well I'll just stop now. And listen to the story. Yeah, I think that's back. probably what we're going to have to say because sooner or later we're gonna. Yeah, we're going to get to spoilers oh. now, and it, it, there's, yeah. there's a big one coming now. So um, yeah. so if you don't know what it is. Turn it up. Turn this off. Go and listen to Shadow of Death, and then come back to us. Okay. Yeah. Right. You've been warned, listeners. You've been warned. Okay. Now the um, the story arc, and there is one, isn't there? 
Yeah, we've now got one, haven't we? Yeah, which, which we thought we was told we was going to have at the start, wasn't there? Yeah, um, we... I mean the whole thing about the title, the series being Destiny of the Doctor, seemed to precisely. Um, now it's something I thought uh, in the last um, Destiny of the Doctor, the Hunters of Earth story, which was the message to the to um, Susan through the radio. Yeah. Um, which wasn't the Doctor reading it out. We thought, it, yeah, it definitely was the Doctor sending the message, but it was a DJ reading it out on his radio show. Um, now, I just thought that some of the things that the, the DJ read out, it sounded like something the 11th Doctor yeah. would say. And now that has been confirmed. That Well, certainly, yeah. The 11th Doctor is, is leaving messages. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's now been confirmed in Shadow of Death. And again, I thought it was quite interesting, again, with the use of the psychic paper. Yeah, as well. He was sort of sending the second Doctor a message uh, backwards in time. Um, to what end we don't know at the moment. No. All we knew is that he said it was important that he gets hold of this data that the scientists have been working on. I mean, if they're going to do a story arc, I quite like this in the fact so far, and I hope the rest of them sort of follow this a bit more. Yeah. But it doesn't actually. You have the story, and then you may just have a little bit put in. Yeah. You're not going to actually have them. They're going to stand alone as stories. Yeah. And just have this sort of every little now and again, you get this sort of like a little bad wolf thing. Yeah. And perhaps then when we get to the 11th Doctor one, it will all be explained. Yeah, that's it. it or all the bits will come together. Yeah, all tied together. So, yeah, I, I just thought, oh. And actually, I thought it was quite different to sort of set your stall out quite so early in the run as well. Yeah. Because you got to the second story, in the, you know, you've got another nine to come, and we already know it's the eleventh, doc- the eleventh Doctor sending messages back through time. Yeah, because they could have done, they could have done it as in, as well, obviously we've already said spoilers. Yeah. yeah. At the end, when they start getting messages from the um, inhabitants of the planet. Yeah. The the first message that could have come through could have been from the Doctor for the Doctor from the Doctor, so to speak. Mm, yeah. And you wouldn't be quite sure. As to where it come from. No, that's it. But they did actually... They actually just put it straight out there, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't mind that. No. So, but I just thought it was quite a nice little... The way it was written and the way it was read by Fraser Hines, I, it was it was very well done, I thought. Yeah. And you, you just got the idea... You just got this particularly... The, you did get the feel of that being how the second Doctor would react to that. Yeah. As well, yeah. it was very. It was it re- the second Doctor took it very much in character. It was yeah. very much in character. The second Doctor, how he reacted. Yeah, that's it. I, I thought it was very, very, very good. Um, now, the, the other thing, obviously, we, we find out what this shadow is as well, don't we? And we find out it's the previous inhabitants of this ancient city. Or the current inhabitants, if you like. Or current inhabitants. Yes, I suppose you could say yes, it is the current inhabitants. Um, yeah, basically they've. They basically turn them some pure energy. Pure energy, again, which is a bit of a, a, a cliched sci-fi staple, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. But okay, as we said previously, maybe this is written as it might have been written in the 1960s. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll I mean, yeah, that was it. Was yeah. interesting they did that because they probably didn't need to. All they needed to do was to say that they'd taken themselves out of out of time, time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, this shadow was creeping around trying to um, make contact with the scientists, yeah. but obviously they weren't. Well, it was sort of taking them out of time, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's the only reason the doctor survived. Yeah. Because um, anyone else who touches it ages rapidly, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
but you presume the doctor would have aged rapidly, but not. No, it a hundred years to him wouldn't have been so much of a distress. No, that's right. So, um, and then it, and this is where my my problem with the story comes. Yeah. Right. Basically, the whole thing boils down to the fact that these aliens just want to make contact with the scientists to tell them to turn the noise down. Yeah. It's the story of noisy neighbours. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I thought, any minute, the, sort of, the doctors had to come back and say, well, I've had to issue you with an ASBO. <laughs> and I thought, oh, really, is that what this is about? And, and I thought, you got this whole... I, mean, I thought, as you said, it's very, very atmospheric... It was well read by Fraser Hines. It's well written until you get to that bit, and I thought, yeah. "Oh, that's a- so from the moment from the moment he makes contact." Yeah, you sort of think, "Oh, that's sort of summed up very quickly and easily." Yeah, yeah, and it it really that was such a crashing disappointment. Yeah, yeah. If it had just been, you know, that they they it, not even if they'd been angry. I mean, it could have just been that they they could have just left it as if they wanted to make contact and couldn't work out how to make contact. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I just thought it was, it was but that that was a real, real disappointment. I really did. But and it just ru- it, it slightly just slightly ruined, which up until that point was a really, really good story. Yeah, you just you just felt that they they sort of needed to end it quickly there. Yeah. Um. The time constraint on it was too Yeah, much you sort of get the feeling that Simon Gary could, could probably have written more. Yeah, but had to keep it down to... They, they had a set period of time how long it, these were going to last. Yeah, that's it. And to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm almost... In some ways, if he had to rush something, perhaps that wasn't the worst bit to do. I think if he had rushed the beginning, mm. it might have spoiled it more. At might least you done. did get that... You On the get, basis we're yeah. saying, this is all about the tension and everything. Mm. You did actually, he did put the time into that. Yes, and he building did. that. Yeah, no, you did. You, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You did get a very, as you said, good, good build up. It's, yeah. it's just a shame that the payoff was a little bit lacklustre. Yeah, but you know, it's it's three ninety nine downloads. I mean, what, what, what you know, what, what, what we expected? No, I mean, it, you know, more and peace or something. And I'm sure I'll listen to this again at some point. Yeah, I will. I certainly will. Um, I'll probably like to listen to them back to back if I if I yeah. get the chance. Once we've once we've got them all, I think we will. Mm. I certainly want now to listen to the next. I'm now looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I was a bit in two minds after the first one. I thought if we get another one that's not that. If the other, next the Shadow of Death one had this one hadn't been good, mm. you might have thought, oh well, are we now in this now because we said we're going to do it? Yeah, that's it. But no, now I'm actually looking forward to the next one. No, so I am, I am. Actually, I mean, even saying that we were we were disappointed by Hunters of Earth, I was still looking forward to the next one. Yeah, and I, I say I really, really did enjoy this despite the disappointing ending. Uh, yeah. But you know. I, again, it's made me look forward even more to the next one now. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's questionable. I mean, how do you end these ones? I think, yeah. I think, sort of these. Obviously, these base under siege ones do always tend to have to have a, a fairly simple ending. Yeah. And so it's a question of of how was any ending going to be not disappointing? Yeah. Without being yeah. drawn out. And, well, it, it does that, but then you get the whole bit when. Uh, Jamie and Zoe and the others come back in from outside. Yeah, uh, well, actually, actually the thing, thing on this one was was the fact that okay, I can understand, I can accept that the Doctor works on a different time level when he was in. You know, mm. there was the different time levels, and he was. A different, 
I'm not quite sure how he got out to Jamie, so Jamie bumped into him. No, that's true. Yeah, it was a little Without bit... Without Jamie seeing. Yeah, it was a bit strange, that bit, wasn't it? But... It's almost as if he managed to stay on a different time zone even when he went outside. Ah, he's a time lord. He can do what he likes, can't he? Yeah. Let's take it as that. <laughs> that's the thing. You can easily pay private uh, plot holes... Um... To, Unless, to of course, he time, he's a to, time lord. Yeah. So what he was trying to do, of course, when he left, was he was going to go back to the TARDIS and take the TARDIS out there, wasn't he? That's right, yeah. So perhaps he did that. Maybe he did. That's actually the answer, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oops. Of course. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. So, But then, as I said, you get that, that the disappointing puff with what the alien threat is. Um, but then you get this nice little scene between the Doctor and Jamie... Because obviously everybody, part of the story, everybody leaves the dome or the city, goes outside to escape this this shadow yeah. that's creeping around. The Doctor tries to save the day. Um, when they come back in again, everything's been repaired. Yeah, and the Doctor, well, with you know, with the help of you know the, the you know these aliens, they've um, helped you know repair everything. But of course, it's been eighteen years for the Doctor. It's taken him that long to repair everything. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't sort of admit as such to Jamie, does he? No. It's, they sort of just try and work there and saying, how long did this take you? Oh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. But he spent 18 years on it. And I, I, I thought that was that was quite a nice little... That was a nice little part of the story. Yeah. I, I mean, thought. in some ways, that sort of then allowed them to do the quick thing because you're sort of... Otherwise, you're thinking, well, that did really end very quickly. But by then saying, oh, no, actually... It took. It was only quick for the people outside of the dome. Yeah, but for the doctor, it was years. It was years. You yeah. just weren't there to see it. Yeah. No, I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that. So yeah, I just thought it was, it was a nice little way to end it. Um, yes, I, I think on the whole, I you know I really really did enjoy this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this was this was well written, and obviously, I think Fraser Hines' narration and his. Impression of the second Doctor. That that's what really swung certainly, it. yeah, yeah, filled it out, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. And as you, I mean, as you said, come the end of it, if you if you do listen to this, um, this story, um, come the end, you do forget you're listening to Fraser Hines. Yeah, you you think Pat Trout was was still alive because he gets his every sort of vocal tick and the way he delivers the lines and you know. I saw everything. one person saying, "I've heard him do a better." About this, really? I thought, wow, <laughs> I'd like to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will consider me soul because I haven't actually heard him do his uh, Patrick yeah. Elton impression before. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Right. Should we should we wrap it up there then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, a thumbs up from the pair of us anyway. Yeah. A um, far recommendation. Yes. Yes. We do recommend this one. Um, now it leads us on to what we're going to do next. Now I'm not going to say. What we're going to do next week, um, because my sort of uh, how can I call it my 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 own uh, personal standing now. Um, so our, at the moment, at the moment, it's not even a question of what we're going to do next; it's when we're going to do when it we're going to do it. Yes, um, our output is going to be a little bit sort of um, all over the place. Yeah, uh, for, for a while. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll try and be as regular as we can. We might have an episode out next week. Um, it might be in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, uh, we don't know. We don't really don't know. We just sort of have to play it by, play it by. But one thing's for sure: we haven't gone away. We, we know we're back. We're not going anywhere. So you know, it, we're just um, probably not as regular as uh, as we once were. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Um, 
Right, well, coming up on the next episode of Who's He Podcast. Now, bearing in mind, last time we were with you, we did say that this episode should have been about um, the Target novelisation, uh, Doctor and the Cave Monsters. Yeah. Now, we subtly forgot to mention that at the beginning, didn't we? Yes. Yes, so... Um, but we, well, one of, one of us one of us has read it and watched the story, yes, and one of us hasn't. And one of us, and that, that that one of us is me. I haven't read it yet. Again, strange choice of priority. <laughs> so, um, what we're going to do next time instead? We're going to do. Um, well, we're going to continue with our retrospective of series three of Doctor yeah. Who, and so we're going to look at Gridlock next time. Yes. So. Um, because I, I stand more chance of watching forty five minutes of Doctor Who than trying to read a book. Yeah. Uh, between uh, now and next time. So um, notice I said what I didn't say next week. We might not be back next week. We just we'll just say next time. I suspect the book ones are going to be, be put on hold for a couple of years until you can do them as bedtime stories. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Actually, I think you're right. So uh, yeah. So next time on the Hoosie Podcast, we shall be uh, discussing Gridlock, which was yeah. episode three of series three. Yes. So uh, of the David Tennant era. So, uh, yes, so there we go. So, until next time then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at whos-he.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at whos-he-podcast. underscore underscore